podcast that can be found on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. That's Safe Money Radio with Brad Pistole. It's time for another snake draft on the Elijah Har Show. Come on, slither it up. Make it snake. Vote for your favorite list on Twitter at 933KWTO or on the Elijah Har Show Facebook page. It's snake draft time. Today we're going to draft the toughest things to do in sports. Now, listen, there's a lot of things you can bring up that might be tough to do. We're not picking tough things for professionals to do. This isn't like throwing a perfect game in baseball. It's what what an average person dropped into the middle of a sporting event could not do. Gary, you want first pick or you want wraparound? I will take the number one overall pick as I totally lose my list. Uh, first overall pick here. It's got to be. It's got to be hit a baseball. Everybody picks that number one. I'm not convinced now. I'm not saying I could do it, but I was a pretty good hitter. I had pretty good hand-eye coordination, and I recognize you've got, what, four-tenths of a second to make a decision on a baseball. You need to pick up the spin. I think if I were given 10 at-bats against a major league pitcher, I could get one hit. I I, I think you're you're dead wrong. I, I think you're dead wrong. You think wrong. it goes zero? I, oh, I think it'll go zero for zero. I think everybody who... Did not uh, play at least in the minor leagues of baseball would absolutely go zero for zero. You got to remember now. Maybe if they're just throwing fastballs, if no, no, that's curveball, slider, screwballs, the whole. Bunch. Oh man, I think you're way overestimating. You know, like a an Adam Wainwright curveball go drops like 16 inches over the course of 90 feet at the, and it really it's the last 30 feet where the drop occurs because they're able to put so much spin on it. And even the curveballs are coming at you at 80 to 85 miles an hour. Eh, maybe 75 to 80 miles an hour. That change of speed factors in, too. I mean, it's just, it's it's got to be the hardest thing to do. you got guys throwing 100 miles an hour, and then they're pulling it back with a sharp slide and going 90. And then they're pulling it back and going at a sharp curve straight downward 80. And then they'll go right back to a hundred. Like it, it just the the ability to change speeds and move the ball around the plate is so impressive at the major league level. I don't think you get a hit. I think the first two pitches blow by you before you even realize that the pitch is coming. Right. I, I clearly I'm going to strike out first at bat. There's going to be some adjustment. But I think if I had you get you you say hey next week you're going to get to face a major league pitcher. You give me a week in the batting cage just practicing. Uh, I'm not convinced I can't get a hit. I have a friend of mine that he's convinced he could he could bat 200, and I'm like, I think 100 is is more realistic. But I think I could get a hit in 10 at bats. This is one of those things that we have to set up. We have our own radio. You have your own radio show, and I'm on it. Uh, there there has to be a way to set this up where we go out to Hammonds and get like a, a minor league pitcher or something to see if we can get in that bat. Because I don't know if you know this or not. I was I was pretty good in coach pitch whenever the coach would kind of toss it to you. I wasn't that bad. So man, we could we could try this out. But I I think ten times out of ten we swing I, and miss and fall. I on guess our the faces. question is are there fielders out there? Because you know there's always a possibility you hit a, a hard ground ball, but it depends on does the fielder get to it or not. I You don't even think I could get a get get wood on wood on leather. Yeah, no, hit hit for me means 
not getting just on base. Just putting it in play. Yep. I don't. I don't think there's a a snow baseball's chance in heck that you're going to be able to to reach first base, especially. But I don't think you're. I don't think you're going to get a hit. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so I got to ask because I don't know the rules of this draft. Can I say swimming the English Channel? Does that count? I, I don't know if that that's not really a sport as much as it is like a bucket list achievement. Okay. I feel like, you know? Okay. Uh okay. So my number one thing is going to be um competing in an ultimate fighting competition. Ooh. I think the normal person has no idea not just the the speed at which these these professionals punch you. I think people they see it on TV and like, oh, I could block that. I could I could grapple with this. I don't think you understand the speed that they go. But I also think most people have no concept of the toughness of people that compete at the highest levels of ultimate fighting. Um, the idea that somehow you could defend yourself enough and throw a punch back, I think your punches would feel like glancing blows to these people, like like. Water rushing against a a a a rock. As far as oh, wipe it off, keep going. I think that would be one of the toughest things to do if you were dropped in the middle of an ultimate fighting competition fight. That is true. That would be difficult. I mean, I've I've told my fight story once on this program. I also uh, what I like about it. I I mean, I'm more of a boxing. I like watching boxing a little bit more than than UFC. But boxing is a no doubt a little bit easier because you, you know, UFC has all of these different, uh, components going into it. I went to one wrestling practice when I was in sixth grade. Uh, I got taken down by a fourth grader immediately and never went back. That was my whole wrestling practice. I was you were like, in high school. I was, I was a sixth grader and this guy, I was going into seventh grade. This kid was going into fourth grade and he just, he flipped so you me. You think about a third grader. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he took me down and I was like, I'm never coming back. Like, there's, there's no, I'm not going to get good at this. And I left. Uh, um, but yeah, no, UF, UFC is a good one. That would be really difficult. Number two, uh, completing a triple axle in figure skating. Um, I, so I took, yeah, this is something people laugh at. I took ice skating in college as a one credit class. Uh, it took me a full semester to where I could consistently skate pretty well. And I think most people are like that. The triple axle is one of the most difficult jumps in ice skating. You take off. You must complete three and a half rotations in the air. You land on one foot, which requires then enough speed and torque that you can get off the ground, whip it around three and a half times, and land back on one skate and keep going. That may be as tough, if not tougher, than either of the other two things that we mentioned. To do that and stick it, I think it's one of the toughest things in sports. I couldn't imagine. I feel like my ankle would just snap. Totally. Right? Like that's, totally. that's where my brain goes, is if you're going to have enough torque on that to then land after those spins, you have to snap your ankle in half. There's no way that that's not what happens. So I, I'm not a good ice skater anyway. I don't even like ice skating, uh, much to the anger of the girlfriend who always wants to go. And I'm like, look, I'm going to have fun for five minutes, and then I'd... I'm done. Like that's just how skating has always been for me. It's not a it's not a high point of any of my life, but yeah, figure <clears throat> figure skating especially. I've seen it. Seems pretty difficult. Uh it might 
it's not as difficult, I think, as getting into the uniforms that you need to get into for figure skating. But <laughs> that would have been my pick, but still. <laughs> All right, I got my first two. What are yours? Wait, did you ever have to wear? No. A, no, no, no. They we, never made you we, wear that stuff? This was just how to learn to figure skate. And I won't lie, had a good teacher, learned how to go backwards, learned how to do some of the some of the side-to-side stuff, but never even contemplated jumps, certainly not jumps where you try to turn. That takes... 20 years of learning. Like, it's, it's a ridiculous amount of investment of time and energy. For my next pick, I'm going to do something that I think would basically be uh, like competing in the UFC, but you're competing in it over and over and over again, and you're just getting beat up and beat up and beat up. I think one of the hardest things to do in sports is record an NFL sack. That has got oh, to be interesting. that has got to be one of the most difficult things to do. You have to get around at least one, maybe two offensive linemen. These guys are what, 6'5", 6'6", 260, 270 up into the 300s. There is no 260 pound lineman in the league. They're all like three three bricks or above. Yeah, I mean these guys are gigantic. There's always a chance that a running back, a fullback or a tight end are just going to cut you off at the knees like it it would be impossible and then just when you think you've made it through those one, maybe two, 300-pound dudes and that chop block from a tight end or a halfback or a fullback, then you have to go tackle a Lamar Jackson or a Patrick Mahomes or these guys who run four four forties and can, now you see me, now you don't, in a matter of .3 seconds, and then you fall and on you your gotta face. And you got to do it. What's the average quarterback from snap to throw? Three and a half, four seconds. Three, three and a half seconds. Yeah, is with, the the, with the quick outs and and things they've got now, you you, I'm not even sure without a blocker I could be to the quarterback in under four seconds. I mean, they snap the ball. You got to get your get up going real fast. The 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 quarterback is usually drifting away from you or in the pocket, and on top of that, you got to get around a 315 pound guy whose sole goal in life is to put you into the dirt and keep you away from his quarterback. The guy who's going to give him a, a Rolex at the end of the year if he keeps him healthy. Yeah, I mean, it, even if I wasn't being blocked and I was four to five yards away from a quarterback and I just had to get to him in three seconds, from the down position, it would go hike and then pop. And that's my back as I try to move <laughs> up to that position and get to the quarterback. I think, I, I imagine lining up across from, I don't know, whoever a great, you know, Joe Tooney or somebody like that. They snap the ball. You, you know, accelerate, and then I, I mean, the last thing you'd see was this guy shoving his hands in your chest, and all of a sudden you see blue skies. You float backwards across the field. Yeah. Bear paws grab your chest as you fly in the air just to have your neck snapped by the remember, ground. Remember, you, this is before your days. The back of the glory days of the Cowboys. They had a couple of linemen, Nate Newton and Larry Allen. Larry Allen could bench press six hundred pounds. Larry yeah. Allen was dope. That guy, he was. Sick. There may not have been a greater <laughs> lineman of all time. Imagine the guy across. I mean, I lift weights. I feel like I'm very, very, very strong. I'm. I would be fortunate to be half as strong as Larry Allen. And I've worked at it for years. The average person lining up against Larry Allen with, like you said, a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson behind him, zero point zero chance you get to that quarterback. You need Larry Allen falling over. And the quarterback not looking at you and receivers coverage to have any ch- or any sort of chance. 
Larry Allen, in his current condition right now, could stop me from getting to the quarterback. There's no <laughs> way he couldn't. Uh, for my next pick, I'm going to do... Yeah, There's there are some things that I am just not born to do and that you are just not born to do. A lot of these sports, no matter how big you are, how small you are, whatever it is, you can find a way to compete. Baseball, you have guys like Pee Wee Reese, and you also have guys like David Ortiz. Like, there's just, you know, football. Yeah, you a lot have, of sports, you have, you have weight classes. Yeah, and then exactly. you've got, and then you've got, you know, in basketball, Muggsy Bogues was 5'3", played in the NBA. Spud Webb was 5'7". Yep. Like, I'm, I'm, I dwarf those guys. But you know what Muggsy Bogues was never able to do and what I would never, ever be able to do? Block a shot. There's no chance that I have of blocking an NBA shot. All right, it's I got to ask you a theoretical. Will Scharf and I have, I have had this discussion. Will Scharf is a true believer in America and the individual. And so Will Scharf is like, I believe that if I decided as a kid I wanted to be in the NBA, I could eat right, spend my whole life with, with coaches and, and whatever I wanted, and I could turn myself into an NBA player. Now, I've said I don't think that's possible. I don't think you could have the best nutritionist, workout program, coaches. You could take a 1,000 shots a day from the time you're 7 years old, and you would never have the skill set to play in the NBA. And I know that's not what you said, but agree or disagree? I agree. I, I do think you could train your way up to maybe having a pretty good NCAA career. I think you could train yourself up so well in the shooting department that you might be able to be a sixth man on a team or something like that. But I, I don't know if you could ascend to the levels of LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. I don't think that I don't think that's possible. My only reasoning for that is you can learn you can learn how to pass and you can learn how to shoot. You can't teach dunking. You can't teach blocking necessarily. You can teach timing and things like that. You can teach those things. When I was growing up, they used to get those magazines that had these special shoes. Oh, they claimed yep. to add 8 to 10 inches <laughs> to your vertical. And I was always like, I really hope I get those for Christmas. And I think my dad probably was like, we could buy you those shoes 100 times, and you're never going to jump more than 20 inches off the ground. No. 15 on a on a good day, probably. Yeah, no, there's no way. I, I, I disagree with you, Will Scharf. I, I think... You could be, uh, I, th- I think you could turn yourself into a Steve Kerr or maybe a, a Kyle Korver or one of these 3 and D guys who just hustles, plays tough D. But not in the NBA. A J.J. Redick type. I J.J. Redick was one of the greatest three-point shooters in Duke history. That's are, the problem is, yeah. each, I mean, Spud Webb was 5'7 and could dunk. Each one of these guys had something that, that separated themselves from everybody else. And I just don't think I could spend... From the time I was seven till I was twenty-seven, spending my entire life focused, I don't think I could be NBA talent. But do you think there there's a, a mix here where the you have I think you have to be genetically disposed, yeah, predisposed to have to be able yeah. to work that hard at something. My dad is a phenomenal guy, a brilliant construction worker, super athlete, all conference wrestler, all conference football player in high school. I don't think genetically him or I are predisposed to be basketball players, and I don't think it would ever matter. And I know I just rained all over your your block shot discussion, but really it's just an interesting conversation is can you take somebody and throw out all the nature 
and only use nurture and get them to the highest level, and I don't think you can. I I I think uh, I I'm a little bit more on Will's side than than you are clearly, but I I don't think there are going to be. I don't think you could train yourself into an NBA superstar. I think you could train yourself into a role player, a J.J. Redick, Kyle Korver, a Steve Kerr type. Go ahead and tell me what all those guys have in common. Uh, and But you're not, I don't think you're ever going to ascend to to Kobe, Jordan, LeBron. It's it's just not going to happen. Uh, we got You got two more picks. I got one more pick. By the way, congrats to me on winning the last draft. That was close. I think... You were ahead by three votes, and then I just like powered through. So, congrats to me. But uh, what was the last? Go ahead. It was. Oh man, why are you asking me that right now? It just it just was oh, you things wa- we would ban. Things we would ban. Oh. Which was a good draft overall, I think. But uh, but obviously I won, which means my losing streak is over. And now we're gonna go on a little hot streak. You know, as they say in Major League, you win one game, that's good. You win two games, it's pretty good too. You win three games, that's called a winning streak. That's something I haven't seen for a long time in the snake draft category. So mine is going to be somewhat similar to your first answer. Um, I'm going to say returning a serve in tennis, oh. um, particularly from somebody who, who you think about this, this tennis ball comes in 130, 140 miles an hour, way faster than a baseball. Now you've got more racket, but it comes in with curve. It comes in with bounce. It comes in with all kinds of stuff. I think that would be almost as tough as hitting a baseball. Maybe not quite, but almost as tough as hitting a baseball. This is this is a, this is a good one too because Plus the, the strike zone for tennis is yep. it's side to side. It's not it's not like right here. It's 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 enormous. And baseball, you're swinging as hard as you can. You're just you, it doesn't matter where it goes. You just want to hit the baseball. If it goes foul, that's fine. You're not out. Tennis, you have to be precise with how you hit it back, and that's that's really really difficult to do. Absolutely. So that's going to be uh, my next pick. Final pick, and I've gone back and forth on this. Um, I think I'm going to pick, um, you know, a lot of these things, I think just by happenstance, you could do, you could hit a half court shot for the win, you know, throwing a strike when you need to throw a strike in bowling or, or, or something like that, I think is doable. Pole vaulting is something I don't think is even doable. Um, you know, I watch these guys. I have no idea the amount of upper body strength that takes to propel your entire body feet first over, over a, I couldn't pull jump four and a half feet, much less seven, eight, nine, ten over my head. I never in a million years could not get that right. I think I'm going to pick that as my last one. Yeah, this is this is the same to me as your uh, figure skating pick. Just like physics wise, in my head, it doesn't compute. Like it doesn't it doesn't make sense that someone's able to do this. Um, there's also videos online of pole vaulting going really wrong for certain male competitors. Um, if you know what I mean, and that's always difficult to watch. I would, I would rather attempt to pole dance before I tried to pole. Oh my god! I mean, that would be really. That's that, the subscription that only portion of the show. Yeah, yeah. Go to the Elijah Hart Show OnlyFans. We're on there, ten dollars a month. My final pick. Everything goes to Garrett. <laughs> my final pick is um, it has to do with the actual hardest sport to master in the history of sports, and that's golf. Uh, I'm going to go with just hitting an iron shot that you're proud of. I don't think yeah, but that seems you could really just difficult. by luck do that. But then but then you can't repeat it. It's so difficult to do on purpose. This is I, I was watching a video online the other day and someone said this is how they think golf originated. It was it was three or four dudes hanging out in Scotland and they had just tried to invent this game and they got to 
They got to the, they agreed already as they were walking up to the 18th hole. They were like, guys, this game's stupid. This is so dumb. It's so difficult. Nobody's going to play it. It's hot. We're, we're, we've been out here for three, four hours. It's, yeah, maybe it's just, it's so difficult to play this game and get this ball into this tiny hole. It, we're not going to do this anymore. We're never going to talk about this game again. We're just going to go home to our wives and live out the rest.